Journal entry number 46, April 953. It's a Thursday. Eight Thursdays. Mondays crash on you like a heavy wave, and Tuesdays are the tide that reel you back into the beach of Wednesdays and make you realize you're just a grain of sand. And Fridays let you back to sea like a piece of driftwood. But Thursdays are slow, dim. At 9.47, I'm sitting in my office, drinking my bi-daily cup of joe, two milk, one sugar knocks on the door. Come in. Oh, hello, Mr. Quartz. Top of the morning. Have a seat. Oh, oh thank you. Uh, if you don't mind me asking, uh, do you have uh, a cigarette? I only have a dull roll of dry tobacco leaf, unless you have a light. Uh, uh, yes, I believe I do. So, uh, Mrs. Walsh. Mrs. Walsh, uh, what is it that graces me with your presence today? Well, my, um, my husband, he has disappeared. Mm-hmm. Mysteriously. Hmm. Mysteriously, you say. What was his occupation? Well, he was a collector. Of the coin? Uh, yes, money. Hmm. So I gracefully think silently. Sketchy dudes hmm. collect money. What sort of things did he do? Who do he hang around with? Uh, what, what got him tops? Um, he liked to meet his friends at the lobster bar on Main Street. Uh, he liked golf. And, of course, refreshments. Ah, of course. Anything else? Um... Listen, Mr. Quartz? Call me John. John. Just anything you can do. I, I just want to know who's responsible. Mm -hmm. Even if my husband is uh, uh, deceased. Mrs. Walsh, I've been a private detective for 19 years now. Good news never comes through that office door. That being said, I promise you, you will remain Mrs. Walsh. American Detective. Journal entry number 47. I walk down Main Street. It's hot. As it tends to be in April, especially on the 9th, that's the date. I search for the lobster bar that Miss Walsh pointed me towards earlier in our meeting. And then I spot it. A bright red sign that says, Barnacle and Grill. It's cheesy. I love it. Just before I walk inside, I notice a shadowy figure out of the corner of my eye. He's been following me since James Street. I'm getting too old for this. I'm only 41, but it's a long time ago, so people die younger. Sometimes a lot younger. I step inside and almost immediately catch a vibe. 
smoke billows at the top of the low ceiling, and a small jazz band plays in the corner. I know these places. This is the grime of Upper New York side. I've lost too many hours and too many dollars gambling in places like this. But of course, time is money, so I move along. Immediately, I notice a young man with curly black hair with a red hat. It doesn't go with his jeans at all. I go to him. But not like in a romantic way. Hey man, the struggle is real. But I pin him to the wall. What do you know about Lewis Walsh? Let go of my arm. I don't know nothing about Lewis. Don't give me none of that. I said, what do you know? He used to come in here and do dances. Is that so? Yeah, happy dances. Well, taste floor dirtbag. I throw him onto the floor and slip out of the bar back onto Main Street. My head clouded with thoughts and my feet clouded with shoes. I continue to walk. And the shadowy man behind me continues to walk as well. right back to American Detective after these short messages. Well, look at little Tommy. He's only three. I wish he would stop crying. Well, Tom, we could make him stop crying with apple cider cigarettes. Now, Silence, woman. It is uh, before women had rights. But yes, I agree. Cigarettes for our little four-year-old sound like a fantastic idea. Apple cider cigarettes are super cool. Yeah, yeah. Super cool. The 50s are not responsible for any oppression, demean. They're pretty responsible. It was a horrible time. Now back to the show. American Detective. I walk and I think. I think about Mr. Walsh, the man who went missing under 48 hours ago, and I think about the way the curly-haired red hat man in the bar said he used to come and dance around, happy in the bar. I think about the fact that he collected the coin, the dollar bills. Hmm, only someone who collects a lot of money would do happy dances. I guess that's just the way it is on the upper New York side of Boston Street in Chicago Boulevard of Santa Fe neighborhood of New York. That's right. I walk down the grimy street and then I notice <gasps> the shadowy figure behind me makes a sprint for it towards me. He's only 57.5 yards away. The chase is on. <laughs> I run fast. I duck into an alley, and then into a side street of the alley, and then into a boulevard off the alley, and then into a crescent. I jump over a fence into the alley off the alley. Oh my god, he's catching up to me! Oh, stop punching my leg! Who are you working for? I'm not, I'm not, I'll never tell. Who are you working for? Tell me! Pietro! I'm working for Pietro Divangi! He dies in my lap because that's how good I am at punching people on the leg. <sighs> He's working for Pietro. This is bigger than I thought. I continue down the alleyways, side streets, boulevards, side streets, alleyway. Deep in thought. 
Why would Pietro send someone after me? Is Miss Walsh really who she says she is? Does she love me? What gangsters did Mr. Walsh collect the coin from? Pietro. If not Pietro. No. Why does anyone like Joy Division? They're what awful. is love? Who is Tim? Why are women so oppressed in the 50s, even after they entered the workforce in mass during the Who's, Second World War? That's a good War question, actually. Who had the what curly hair Pietro? and the red hat? Why didn't he go with these jeans? I guess thirsty. I'll just have a Pepsi. I walk up to the vending machine and click my classic button every week. Number 42. The can gracefully falls to the bottom, somehow without smashing. I never really got that. I pull it out of the bottom, and as I take my first refreshing sip, I realize... Mr. Walsh didn't collect coin from gangsters. He collected from vending machines. I speed to the Southside docks, running as fast as I can before calling a taxi over. The taxi cabber drives up, cabber drives, driver drives up. Hey, where you wanna go? Take me to 22nd South Street. South Street? You mean yes, the docks? Yes, I need to be there. Very soon. I'm on it, Mr. Sir. We speed to the docks, and I hop out, only to see a mysterious man running away. <laughs> Gotta chase him. I'm mysterious. Even up I'm this big, away. tall ladder. <laughs> up the ladder. We stand on the top of a boat. It's windy as heck, but I don't even budge. We lock eyes and stare at each other. Again, not in a romantic way. You shouldn't have come here. I pull out my fists and begin to duel. I'm really good at punching him Ow, in the leg. Why are you it's my special. But he chokes me out now. It hangs me over a cliff edge of the boat. Better not budge, detective. I don't think you understand, sir. I spin him around and dangle him over the edge of the boat. Please, please let me go. You don't get to make those kinds of choices. Tell me, where is Mr. Walsh? I don't know who Mr. Walsh is. I said, where is he? I told you, I don't know. What are you talking about? Sir, I don't think you understand the gravity of the situation. No, no. I am Mr. Walsh. Oh my god, I can't believe it. He was Mr. Walsh. No! Gunshots fire over my head. Must be some gangsters. <gasps> no! It is Mr. Walsh. The man I dropped was clearly lying. I'm Mr. Walsh. But Mr. Walsh is clearly an evil gangster if he wouldn't be shooting at me, who he would automatically assume is a good guy. I duck under cover and take a few shots. But nothing compared to the hellfire I'm get getting. I knock down all of his guards. It's just me and him. Padre on Padre. I walk up to him. I know he only has one bullet. And so do I. Two men stand atop a boat in the wistful nighttime. Two bullets are fired out of two thirty-five caliber pistols. Two men 
are wounded with gunshots. The handsomer one walks away. It is me. But will I ever really know what Pietro is up to? Will I ever really know who Miss Walsh really is? I guess you'll have to find out next time on American Detective.